Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 295. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Yes, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. Got a few updates. Uh, first things first, Yellowstone is, uh, as we know, is on the way back uh, in a couple of weeks, but uh, it's not going to be much longer from that, that uh, 1923 is going to debut, starring Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren, uh, December 18th. Yeah, and we got the the Tulsa King. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's the same universe, but the same creator. Um, that's in two weeks, too. So Pretty remarkable. He yeah, owns, good time uh, to be a Paramount Plus customer i still don't know how it works if that'll be free for me or what because i have like some access but not all access and i don't pay anything so we'll see mm-hmm. pretty good all right uh terrifier 2 update andy yeah so we've been giving our news updates on this uh, whole movie release and everything um it stayed in theaters it's still like a special release but it's been playing every weekend not at my theater, but it's been playing at like the block and some other places. Um, it's made over seven million dollars now, which is like oh, wow. really good more for than, a special. Uh, more than release. Bros. No, it's a little less than Bros, but you know, a lot more profitable. Um, this movie was like crowdfunded for like three hundred thousand dollars. I'm sure they got a little more extra money to to make the whole thing, but yeah, a big success story. Um, but I think it's about ready to wrap up its uh, little theater run here because yeah, it's Christmas. Day. It is uh, heading to. A streaming service called Screambox, which I'm not familiar with, but I'll have to check it out. Tony, you're going to have um, to subscribe. Yeah, it sounds to me like it's because I remember I I think it's run movie. by the website Bloody Disgusting, which oh. does a lot of horror movie news and stuff like that. Whoa. Also, I'd like to admit I'd like to say that a long time ago. Well, I didn't I, give you the date. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying okay. a brief little okay. quick thing that quickly how I said Art the Clown was going to be the next up and coming villain. I said he immediately was going to become a horror icon in the horror world. And I think I'm right. I think a lot of people after seeing this one or after this one, getting some feedback, it's like, people are going to start being like, Oh, wait a minute. This guy is automatically is already going to be like sits up there with like, you know, Michael Myers, Jason, Freddy Krueger, Leatherface, like Chucky. It's like all those iconic horror guys because he's just, he's just horrifying. And it's, it's pretty cool to see. And I have, I've still not seen it yet though. Well, we have an opportunity to watch it pretty soon because it's coming to the streaming service Screenbox, um, I believe November 11th, but also coming to um, Amazon and iTunes same day. So I think you'll be able to rent it probably for five bucks. You can buy it for 12 bucks or something. Um, and then later on on Blu-ray um, towards the end of the year, um, the Blu-ray, Blu-ray re- releases take longer because um, I'm, I'm um, I guess, kind of a collector right now. So I actually pay attention to that stuff, but... Um, yeah, we've been waiting, like, because it hasn't been at my local theater. I've been waiting, like, when is it actually going to be available for us? So uh, pretty soon, in a couple weeks. So, Very exciting, Andy. Yeah. All right, uh, tell us about Venom 3. Uh, it has been confirmed that it's being made. Uh, not a surprise. Um, Tom Hardy's back. I think he's going to make the story and everything. But um, new director again, uh, this time... Kelly Marcel, who's been the writer for these series and basically Tom Party's best friend. Um, I think it's like they're just they've gone way back. So he's just like, yep, she'll direct the movie and I'll act in it and we'll make it because um, I think that's the formula that's worked. The first movie had 
like a real director who's made other movies. The second one was Andy Serkis directed. And now it's like, all right, a person who has some writing credits on the Venom movie, who's my friend. So um, I'm fine with that because I like I like what Tom Hardy has done with the character and I just let him let him do the whole thing. So um, yeah. other people probably not too excited about this move because they have been disappointed. But um, I like I like the series. It's weird. I started the second one, but I, I I don't think I watched more than like five minutes and then never came back to it. I forgot about it. Well, but enough people watched it clearly. Um, okay, Sausage Party is getting a TV show. Yeah, if you are um, unfamiliar or have forgotten, there was an animated movie from uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg like six years ago. Yeah, I couldn't even remember when that was. Um, called Sausage Party, and it was um, talking food items inside of a grocery store. Um, had a good cast. I remember Edward Norton as a as a bagel. I believe <laughs> it was, a, was a was a highlight. Um, but the the movie didn't do that well. Um, kind of a, not surprising though. I don't think. Yeah, I think it's hard to sell. Be like, like animated, but like super aggressive. Um, and dialogue. Older. Yeah. Um, but they uh are going to continue with the series here, and they're making a TV show for Amazon. So I have to say though, I do like that concept of like getting to be on the side of like food, like yeah. getting eaten and stuff, and like, oh no, I'm getting picked. Yeah. The one the one highlight scene I remember was like a person just preparing food, but it's from the perspective of oh. the of the groceries themselves. And it's like and it's like a horror up. movie. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken too, wasn't that movie pretty good like the first like twenty minutes and then all of a sudden it did get like a little not as it's, funny anymore. It's very weird. Just like I said, it wasn't even like a straight up comedy. It got like like you said, it was like a weird message of like you're on the side of the food and then they have to like kill the humans i believe it was yeah it was like don't eat food was the message yeah and it's like well obviously we have to leave food but it was i don't know but um probably a, a better venue is a, a streaming service here so yeah i would say so yeah and, and it, it kind of makes me sad i feel like um seth rogan and evan goldberg kind of like they're they're done as movie film directors um they've done a lot of tv producing the last few years but like yeah um, I don't know. Did they have they even done anything since Sausage Party? I'm not sure. Because um, they had, you know, Super Bad and uh, This Is the End, and it was like a good run. And it's like, no, nope, yep. comedy movies are dead. You said it here. Yeah, there, there you go, folks. Um, Liam Not Neeson is going <laughs> to be Henry Cavill's stand-in for The Witcher. Sure. Yeah, I think you're getting some details wrong. We got to get them right here. Uh, the Witcher. The Netflix series has already filmed its third season. I think it's due out sometime next year, um, starring Henry Cavill, uh, Superman himself as the Witcher, Geralt is his name. Um, and the series has been successful enough that they already have renewed it for season four. Uh, but Henry Cavill is not coming back, and we don't know for sure why. Did he quit? Was there a scheduling conflict? He's back as Superman, so was it just he couldn't do both? Uh, but a lot of people are thinking that he is very upset with the direction of the show. He's unhappy where, where it's going because season one was weird, but season two was supposed to be better, and then it wasn't better. And maybe he filmed season three, and it's like I hate it even more. And how did they have a season four coming? I don't know. But who's watching this stuff? No one's yeah, even watched season three witches? yet. What even is this show? I've heard witchers. Of it. Like witchers sorcery. are um, like mutant. Um, they're mutants, so they have special powers. And they hunt yeah. like beasts and other mystical creatures. Um, it's not in Earth, you know. So it's like so Lord it's, of the Rings or something. It's Lord of the Rings ish, yeah. 
that's uh, a fantasy show. So they want Netflix wanted a big fantasy show with all the big fantasy shows that are out. Um, and I think it's been a semi hit for them. Um, and people like Henry Cavill. So now that he's out and he's being replaced by uh, Liam Hemsworth. So the, the brother of Chris, um, he's been in stuff. I think he was he in plays the like games. a kid in a lot of things, right? I don't think he's a kid. He was in that Independence Day sequel. No one um, remembers I, that. I he was with Miley Cyrus, maybe still is with her. I don't I don't remember. Um, I don't they were definitely like care. A, a celebrity couple for many years. I mean, that's like what he's known for for dating um, someone. Yeah. Um, no, wasn't he in like Red Dawn or something? That Chris Hemsworth was in Red Dawn. Oh, well, he played yeah. a kid in something. I'll give you his entire resume just because you, you're so interested. Andy, you're typing so aggressively. Yeah. <laughs> so he's born. Oh, my God, Sean. I think it's very close to your birthday. It sure is. He was born January 13th, 1990. So there you go. Oh, he was the Hunger Games. Yeah, he was in Hunger Games. Yeah, as a kid. That's what I'm. That's There you go. They're kids. They're children. He was 22 when the Hunger Games came out. <laughs> yeah, but they're playing like teenagers. Uh, are they? Because that's who that's targeted for. He hasn't been in a lot recently. I'm looking. I don't know any of these movies past That's Independence Day Resurgence. Why we are drawing a blank? Um, we just know he's famous because he's the brother of the other dude. Yeah, it's a good name. So he did marry Miley Cyrus, and then they, they divorced. So tough times for him. I'm sure he'll but, be all right. But now he's got The Witcher to look forward to. Yeah, there you go. Oh, hold on. He was on Nickelodeon Australian's Kid Choice Awards with <laughs> oh, Favorite nice. Kiss with Miley Cyrus. He, he won. Man. He won a Nickelodeon Australian Kid's Choice Awards. I bet they slimed him. Yeah. Oh, shit. He won Breakthrough of the Year. Yeah, he basically won Rookie of the Year in 2010, which I don't think happened. Breakthrough of the Year. No, no. These are just nominees. You got to find. Oh, he did win. Okay. And no, the Young Hollywood won. Awards. Yeah. It's a big one. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, hats off to him. <laughs> yes. Someone's watching that show. Uh, not myself. Um, I'm also not going to watch this Wonder Man show. Uh, can they not just make regular TV uh, anymore? Disney? No, Plus? there's no money for it. You just got to. You can only make comic book characters. Like so, they can't just. Um, here's a new version of Family Matters. Oh, absolutely not. Nope. Steve Urkel. Steve Urkel's dead. No, he's um, very much alive, Andy. <laughs> I watched an episode of Family Matters this week um one of the halloween ones where steve urkel has a dummy that comes to life and i'm like it's ripping off goosebumps i don't like this yeah that was a good um, one too it's scary <laughs> but uh anyways um wonder man is a new disney plus series coming so i'm out apparently there's a character called wonder man um yaya abdul mateen yaya abdul mateen is set to play wonder man so this is his third comic book character now in his young career uh he played dr manhattan in the HBO Watchmen series. Uh, he also played uh, Black Manta in uh, Aquaman, and I think he's going to be back for the sequel too. Um, and now he's doing a Wonder Man. So this guy, he was also a Candyman. That was a that's a big deal. He was Jake Gyllenhaal's brother. You know what? What a career so far. Um, but I do like this guy as an actor. So um, I'll have to see what this project is. I don't know any more details of it. I've never heard of Wonder Man. Especially it's weird that Wonder Woman is a huge character in DC Comics. That like Marvel's like, we'll just do Wonder Man, right? <laughs> God. Makes no sense. I don't know. Okay. Uh, this one's better. Friday the 13th prequel, Andy. Tony, come on. That's, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually, that does sound good. So uh, this is coming to Peacock, which seems to be in the game of horror stuff. They... All the Halloween movies uh, came, or all the new ones came to Peacock. 
Um, they've got Exorcist movies coming, original Exorcist movies coming, and now this Friday the 13th thing. Um, it's coming from Brian Fuller, who did the Hannibal TV show. He's done other stuff that people have liked, so he's a, a competent name in, in TV. But I don't know what this is, because the first Friday th- the 13th movie is like basically a prequel. Um, if you don't remember, the first movie, um, there's a mysterious killer killing off the camp counselors. And spoilers, at the end, it's revealed that it is the the mother of a um, former camper that died um, under bad circumstances. And she's getting her revenge. But then at the end of that movie, um, the boy's mutant body comes and gets one last kill. And then from there, we got all the Friday the 13th movies with Jason as the killer. Um so the first movie is like basically a prequel to Jason. So what is a prequel to that going to be? <laughs> Just a camp show? Yeah, it's going to be, be short. short. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what this is, but um, yeah, they've got it. They've got someone who's done good work before, so we'll have to see. But I like that Peacock is investing in horror stuff. Still not a subscriber yet, but you know, I have it for a year. Twenty keep, bucks. Keep doing stuff. Yeah, very good. Um, all right, I have a, a couple of trailers. There's a new Gerard Butler movie, and it just looks like any other Gerard Butler movie. And oh yeah, that is I phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, it's called Plane, and uh, it comes out next year, uh, January twenty seventh. And the trailer just came out, and uh, you know he's uh, in a war zone. The plane goes down and... Uh, the plane is full of convicts. That could never go wrong. Well, not full of. There's a convict okay. on there. Uh, and yeah, his name is uh, John Malkovich, of course. And uh, no, it looks great. Um, it's going to be full of action, explosions, and uh, it's going to be phenomenal. 2023, you can watch Plane. And then uh, the other one, I think this came out today, but uh, we already spoke about it. Now there's a uh, trailer. Christmas Story Christmas. I, I did worry. not see this trailer. It looks bad. I, I, I don't know. It's it's a fine line of being able to be self-aware of what you're making because that's usually going to come back as shit. I don't know. If this was just an original story, no one would make it. But they think it has a built-in audience. I, I don't know. I'm very... I don't know what to think about it. It just looks like they already made a, a you know a spoof movie sequel, and it was god awful. It looks like that movie. Not that it's like a shot for shot by any means. Uh, I think Ralphie's still a kid in that movie, but in the tone, it just looks bad. Yeah, this one has uh, Peter Billingsley back as an adult Ralphie, which is he still Ralphie as an adult? Oh yeah, yeah. it doesn't drop the any, IE. Yeah. Did go by Ralph. Um, no. So does that take place in like the 1970s? Then it looks like it. Something yeah, like that. Okay. I'm surprised the uh, Warner Brothers guy didn't cancel this one. Maybe he's a yeah. big fan. Yeah, it's making all kinds of cuts. Like not this one. So uh, yeah, that, is that coming out like a week or something? Yeah, November 17th. Like way earlier. Like put it out December 12th or something. Come on, what are you doing? And they want everyone to see it. Not before Thanksgiving. That's a crime. Oh, Andy, it's it's already Christmas season. It's November one. What are you talking about? Sure. All right. Well, we're going to get into what we've been watching. But before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at theclipless dot com. 
head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works with your dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code... Tony. That is... T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you 65% off at checkout just because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony for 65% off. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right. Um, how many do you have, uh, Andy? Well, I got four, but I got to point out what we were laughing at here. Um, you were saying, like, who cares about Liam Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus having a relationship? Uh, they got three full paragraphs on Wikipedia for their, their relationship, so it was a big deal. Okay, well, it, yeah, because they I, were in a movie together. Were they? Yeah, this a movie called The Last Song, which was a popular like love story movie. It says, and that's actually how they began, be, how their relationship began. It says, hmm. so that you know, it's one of those things where I think a lot of people ate that up because it was like, oh my god, here's Miley Cyrus, here's this good-looking Australian dude. They just had this love movie together, which makes me believe in love because then they actually fell in love while filming it and then divorced. Yeah. Where's the sequel? (laughs) Yeah. Their house burned down too. So. Ouch. It's cool. Uh, Tony, how many things do you have? Uh, Just two. Okay. I have none. I mean, all I watched was Halloween stuff and uh, everyone's seen everything. Uh, So. Well, one of mine, everybody has seen. It was just, I just watched it. And that's fine. Yeah, mine were like, I watched a Halloween episode of Cheers and that kind of stuff. So I'm not (laughs) going to dive into that. Uh, Lead um, us off then, uh, Tony Katz. All right, I'll just lead you off with what I uh, watched on, what's today, Tuesday? On Sunday night, I came home and was in the spirit. So I just searched through and I just threw on because it had been a little bit since I'd seen it. But I just watched the first Saw again. Which I always, I always enjoy that one. Just a classic one where just the nice, you know, twist at the end where the guy's been. I think that was a good one to like really open up that series where, you know, everything's going crazy. You see the dead guy in the floor the whole time. And then at the end, you just see him get up and you find out that yeah, uh, he was behind out. all of it and just shuts the door on him. I love it. Yeah, maybe it shouldn't have been a series. Is is my thought. What? Maybe it shouldn't have been a series. Just that was a good movie by itself. Yeah, and yeah. the the whole thing is too is like that one actually out of all of them, at least that I can recall seeing, actually is like kind of a decent story and plot. And then it's honestly, it's not even that one's not even that graphic. I mean, they don't really even go into much detail when the guy is sawing at his leg. And then also, it's like it's just not that. It's just more of like in your head, like, oh, my God, if this were to happen to me, if I was in some place and I was in this situation, like, what would I do? But then when they decide to get twisted as all the other ones, then that's when it's like, oh, you've got a minute to use this blade to get the key from behind your eyeball. And it's like, uh, or else your jaw blows up and it's like, okay, (laughs) Disgusting. Yeah. So that's when they definitely started testing their limits. But the first one I always thought was pretty, pretty good. Now, do we want Andy to give a couple or before I dive into my yeah, last one? Or? Go for it, Andy. All right. I saw a new movie in uh, in theaters, a limited release, but one I was uh, very much looking forward to. Uh, the Banshees of Inishirin. This is a new movie from Martin McDonough, who did uh, In Bruges and Seven Psychopaths and Three Billboards, um, which won Oscars and stuff. So um, this is a highly anticipated movie. 
Uh, bringing back Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, who uh, started in Bruges way back when. Uh, there's they're the stars of this one. Um, it's a movie that takes place in 1923 Ireland, um, a small island off the coast. Um, so during the Irish Civil War, and this is just a small town, nothing's happening. Um, I don't even know what any of these people do for for life, but uh, Colin Farrell has some sheep and stuff. Um, but the premise of the movie is uh, Colin Farrell goes, you know, he brings his sheep back in and he goes over to his friend's house to be like, all right, we're going to the pub, right? We're going. And the guy just ignores him. Colin Farrell still goes to the pub. Uh, his friend joins like 10 minutes later and he goes to talk to him and he's just like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Like, I don't want to be your friend. Just leave me alone. And these are like two adult men. <laughs> um, and it just drives Colin Farrell's character crazy. Like why I want to get to the bottom of this. And uh, Brendan Gleeson's character is just mo- more and more like, hostile about it like don't talk to me i don't like you i just want to be left alone i want to do what i want to do with my life and it's just kind of this small story uh these two people in this you know it's like seems like a small town of like 100 people or something um and they live in these small stone houses it's very old Um, but the whole town just goes to the pub you know starting at like two o'clock and they play their fiddles and stuff but um i thought it was great just small movie great performances uh, Colin Farrell, I think, is definitely going to get an Oscar nomination for this one. Um, just really good and entertaining. Um, good, funny dialogue. I like just Irish accents. Uh, you hear feckin' a whole lot instead of, uh, you know, the word in America. How we pronounce it. Um, but yeah, very good. Worth seeing. I don't know how accessible it is. Um, I think I saw it was only like 500 theaters, but you know, yeah, my seems like a movie that pop up on prime pretty fast or something. Yeah. I'm not sure where, what rights it is, but um, I mean, it'll get, it'll get Oscar nominations. It'll be in the conversation, but it's definitely not even going to make $10 million probably. So, uh, but it's not designed to make money in that way. Yeah. They just went to Colin Farrell's backyard and like, we're going to film yeah. here. Okay? I mean, then that part of it fine. is, it is beautiful. Just seeing just, it's just nothing. It's just green. It's just green and stone houses. It just looks great. Very good. Yeah, it looked like an interesting kind of fun movie. All right. Should I have another one here? Hit it yeah. off. All right. On Netflix. I said I was going to watch it last week, and I did watch three of the episodes. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. So uh, eight episode series, uh, anthology series, all different stories. Uh, different directors, different writers uh, making these, you know, one hour to 40 minutes to an hour long um, mini movies, I guess. Um, and of the three I watched, they're all good. They're all well made. Um, I really liked the third one, I think, the most. It was called The Autopsy, um, starring F. Murray Abraham. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of different interesting directors and different people that are starring in it. Um, people you might recognize. And it's like, it's a good idea. I'm glad they were able to do something that that Guillermo del Toro has enough um, pull in the industry to get something like this done because it's just it's nice to have it. It's this is definitely better than the American Horror Stories, which is a similar thing, just one-off episodes. This is definitely better than that. Um, it's bigger stars, better budgets, I think. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of them. So I would recommend it if you like these little horror stories. Um, it's quite good. Very I think I good. tried watching the first one and then I, it was, I was, I don't know. 
not as into it, I guess, so far. Maybe it was a little slower, the first one. I think the first one's the worst one. Yeah, they're at like an like at like a storage wars. Storage storage thing. It takes it's only to like the last ten minutes when spooky stuff starts happening. But um classic morality ter- tale on that one. But, but yeah, I think I have five more to watch. Looking forward to it. So you've only how many have you watched? And you said three? Oh, so that's right. It was two for four days. All right. Well, I'll just dive into my final one. It was uh another show on Netflix, 28 Days Haunted. And it's uh I'm into that stuff. I it's basically it's like ghost hunting shows, but you know, it's like it's you know, true TV, whatever you want to call it, like something that would be on like the, the true TV channel. It's like, but it's these, you know, paranormal investigators, which, you know, I looked it up actually is a real job. These people have a salary. And I, uh, these guys though go into like, it's like a squad of them. And the whole, you know, plot for this is that they go, there's, there's three different groups. Two of the groups have three people. One group has two people and it's a mixture of them. So every group has at least like one, one or two paranormal investigators. And then they're put with like a medium and psychic. And they basically, all three of these groups go to these places that are allegedly haunted, but they don't have any backstory and they're not allowed to have their cell phones and they stay there for 28 days. And so then they start to like kind of gather some stuff. And I don't know, like I said, I grew up watching a lot of those ghost hunting shows. I like them. You know, I, I have an open mind to a lot of things. So I, you know, I watch it. I enjoy it. And it was, you know, it's, it's entertaining TV to me, at least. I mean, at the end, it's entertaining. I mean, it's just like any sort of reality TV show you watch. I mean, it's definitely probably scripted and whatnot, but it's on TV and it's entertaining. And that's pretty much all you can ask for at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Who's yeah. got what left? I'd prefer those shows if Dan Aykroyd was in them. Yeah, or Tom DeLong. Tom DeLong's pretty big on some stuff. I think Andy's got two left. Uh, yeah. So um, first here, um, the Evil Dead from 2013. This was on Hulu. I watched this uh, last night. Just uh, you know, one last little is horror blast. Is that the one with the girl from uh, the Modern Family? She was not on Modern Family, but and I'm thinking of the wrong person. Um, this, so I'm a big fan of the, the Sam Raimi evil dead trilogy. Um, this was a, not necessarily a remake, uh, a new, a reboot. I don't know. A new movie, um, came out almost 10 years ago. Um, it's very different from the trilogy. Th- those are, those are funny and silly horror movies. Uh, this is a very serious movie, very violent. Um, and that's what I remember the reaction of it was. I, I saw it once. I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, so I watched it again here and it's, yeah, it's, it's good. It's above average, but it doesn't have the same, um, magic as the, the original trilogy there. Um, but one of the reasons I watched it is because yesterday they released the, uh, the first images from evil dead rise, the, the newest movie in the franchise coming out, uh, I think April next year. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to that one and that's, I guess another reboot. So it's not in any of the other, um, I don't know, series is, but that's fine. It's just a, a simple premise. There's an evil book. You read it, you summon demons, they take over people and they do crazy shit and it's scary and sometimes hilarious. Um, so yeah, evil dead rise comes out next year, uh, set in a high rise apartment building. So it's a very different location. 
the other Evil Dead movies are, you know, Cabin in the Woods. It's that classic setup there. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to watch this one again. Um, and, you know, it was Halloween night. Not a bad time to do it. Classic. So, yeah, that should still be on Hulu, I would imagine. I don't know. I don't think they took it off after one day, but yeah, Maybe if you're interested at all. Only. Yeah. All right. Well, so still on me, right? One more. Close us out. Um, I watched a new movie on Netflix called uh, Wendell in Wild. So this is uh, the latest movie from Henry Selleck, who is a director known for his stop motion movies, including uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. A lot of people think Tim Burton directed it. No. Um, he just was the uh, producer and like uh, creator, I guess, created the story. Um, he also did like James and the Giant Peach and Coraline. Um, some movies people people like. He hasn't made one, I think, in over 10 years. Um, so Wendell and Wild was based on a, a story, like a book he tried to write, like a children's book, and it never got published. But um, Jordan Peele got involved, and I don't know the, the backstory there. But he's been trying to make this into a movie for a while. This has been in production for like six years. And they finally uh, finished it and put it out uh, last week. Um, and it stars uh, Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key as Wendell and Wild. Uh, these two demons who are scheming to escape wherever they're being held. And they trick a young girl into bringing them back to Earth. And so it's kind of like almost like a Beetlejuice uh, setup there. Um, but like Beetlejuice, the titular characters there, uh, don't get a ton of screen time. And that's probably where this movie fails is Wendell and Wild are, are hilarious, but they're really not the main characters of the movie. They're really focusing on this, uh, young girl who's orphaned and, you know, she's in this small town and other things are going on in the town. Um, but the, when the movie's at its best when Wendell and Wild are up to shenanigans and, bringing people back to life from the 1800s and they're taking over the town. That kind of stuff is, is funny. And that there's nothing like the weird stop motion animation when it, when it really gets going in some scenes where it's moving along, it's like, Oh, this is, you know, it's art. It's art more than it is like great storytelling. It's just like, this is incredible that they're able to do this kind of stuff. So um, I wish the movie was better, more interesting because um, there's a lot of craft in making these kinds of movies. But um, yeah, I think another rewrite, would have been uh, worth it. Get more time from the uh, great comedy duo there, but it's still worth seeing. Um, maybe I should make like a highlight clip of the best of it or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, but I mean, like visually, it's interesting. Um, yep, yeah, and, it, and it's it's also missing. I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas is was a collaboration of great talents, um, but probably more than anyone was Danny Elfman, which is right. like you're missing. There's no, there's no music. I mean, there's no original songs. All dressed songs up in this. with nowhere to go. Um, yeah, there's, there's no, there's no original songs in this movie. Or maybe there was, but, um, yeah. And it's like almost two hours. It's, like, it's a kids' movie. Should make it ninety minutes. That's long. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else to add, Tony? We got all yours, right? Uh, yeah. Those were just the the two main ones that I I watched. I didn't really do too much watching because. Halloween time, it's like you like I'll throw in a few Simpsons Halloween specials and stuff like that or whatnot, but nothing worth talking about. All right. Very good. Well, that'll wrap us up for episode 295 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me. We had Off-Road Andy. Yes. And Tony Katz. Yes. Thank you for listening and tell a friend. We'll see you later.